Well, hello, mortals. We are your Valkyries. It's Miss Darby. And Miss Charlie. And we are two space babes here to say hello to a brand new season. Just like you, you nasty girl. Today, we will be discussing, as always, our experiences and opinions on sex work, art, and the erotic taboo counterculture that we can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to season four of the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. We did I it. Can't believe it. We, I can't we're believe it. We're still years. <laughs> we're still trying to make a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we are, and we're constantly asking ourselves, how do people have jobs? And yet, oh my they God. also have podcasts, and their podcasts make money? Question mark. Like, and they, they release them weekly and have Patreon content. How? And how? Like bonus episodes like i don't like, yeah how, how does it happen i, I have no idea um but we're working recently on recently uh-huh. my partner was like you should really get a patreon i was like yeah but if you have a patreon you have to offer something extra and we're like attempting to do like the minimum, the minimum. like first <laughs> like we first have to be able to succeed at just like getting the episodes out period i don't know how we're gonna be like we also have all this extra shit for people who are paying so one day that's true that would be think, super cool well i think like when we ultimately live closer together, I think that will be easier because then we can also manage mm. like, because I feel like the hard part is that because we're separated, which we've talked about before, is like if yeah. we were managing a Patreon, it's like it has to fall completely to like one of us because it wouldn't make sense to have like Patreon rewards, like if they were physical things like spread out between two people. And I think that like right. cumulatively, like if it was all together in one place, we'd be able to manage it together. But like, because you get just so much more done when it's in person versus like separate, it would just be like a lot because both of us like individually are so busy and it's just, it's a lot. But does that, is that like a segue maybe to like your (laughs) potential announcement? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's my potential announcement. Wait, wait, I want (laughs) to do, I want to do a countdown. Okay. You do a countdown. Okay. This is a countdown to three, two, boom. one, boom, boom. I'm gonna move to the East Coast to be closer Yay! to my love, Miss so Darby. Excited. Yes. And I'm by excited. moving to the East Coast, I really mean moving as close as possible, <laughs> possibly next door to Darby. <laughs> Not just yeah. moving in the vicinity, like moving into her arms. That's what. Yes. That's what I'm doing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So many of you that have been listening to our podcast. Well, if you've been listening to our podcast at all, you know that obviously we record from two different coasts, two different time zones. We've been separated, like living separately for a long time. And that sucked. And we've been debating the last, like, I want to say even like three years, really since like COVID and like, and all that stuff, like how do we get closer together and what makes the most sense? We've both spent a lot of time in each other's like areas to kind of decide like if we think that works we've been looking at a lot of different factors and 
ultimately for now, you decided that it made more sense for you to come this way. And I'm yeah. super excited. So this is like the last yeah. season that we're going to be recording separately. Apart. Yes, I'm going to fucking wait. Because I feel like it's going to be so much easier and better and just like consistent when we are living in the same place. And like, oh my God, the time zone. Imagine. Like, to complain about it again. Oh, yeah. The time zone is so hard. It's brutal. It's brutal, especially because we have very different schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's already really hard to then like try to find a time when we're like three hours apart. It's really hard. But imagine this. We have a dedicated workroom. We have oh, yeah. Babes of Valhalla merch. We have oh, a yeah. table with two mic f- setups. Oh my God. I love and possibly a third for in-person <laughs> guests. Oh my God. Yes. What? I can't wait. What? I can't wait. I can't wait. And we have a whiteboard. When- Oh, a whiteboard. And it, all it has is Valhalla stuff on it. Like, don't even get me started. I love it. I love it. That's my fetish. Office yes. organization. Office organization. Podcast room. Yeah. Folders. Uh, oh, what's that show called? Home edit. Home oh edit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Home edit. Love it. But dildos. No, I'm just kidding. A- yeah. Acrylic Arrange- cases full of dildos. In, in rainbow order. Yeah. In rainbow order. Oh, I love it. No, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So that's like the biggest, I feel like, announcement of yeah. season four is that like when the season's starting, um, we're going to end it like at the end of October because that feels like that's mm-hmm. the natural end of our podcast no matter how many times we're like, we're going to go to December. Just the holidays just well, runs over like a truck. We try. It Our gets brains crazy. Are like not focused. Yeah, on like it gets a little kooky. Creative in this way, but yeah, I'm stoked. I can't fucking wait. Um, let's we're see. gonna I'm be s- together. We're gonna be yes. together. And you guys will hear it. You'll hear it in our voices when we record season five. You'll hear something new and sparkly that only happens when we're looking into each other's eyes in real time, not over Zoom. It will be beautiful. <laughs> This is Miss Charlie from the future, bopping into the episode to share a cool thing that has happened with us, a little update that had not happened at the time that we recorded this. Um, If you follow us on Instagram, you'll have seen that we posted about being featured on the um, zine called The Grind, which is a sex worker zine all about stripping made by the Feminist Strip Club. And not only are we featured in the magazine, but her art is featured on the cover. So super cool. Uh, We got our copies of The Grind just barely, and it is chock full of art, articles, and other information about great sex worker and stripper organizations around the globe. So if you would like your own copy, you can either go to our Instagram page and follow the links in our link tree, or you can go to Etsy and find the Feminist Strip Club on Etsy, and they have all three issues of the grind there that you can get. Um, And if you are checking out in the coupons area, you can put Space Babes 20 for 20% off of your order. Uh, Thank you so much to The Grind. We are so very grateful to be a part of this awesome um, piece of art and sex worker, you know, created content. And uh, anybody who wants to support your local strippers, sex workers, go check it out. All right, back to the show. 
I'm trying to think what else. Um, I'm still trying to buy a house. That fucking sucks, but that's okay. Um, still working at the club, still working out of Mm -hmm. my art studio, which that's been good. Um, Mm, I've been, uh, I don't know if we should put this in the podcast or not, but I've been doing a lot more, uh, theater, which is super cool. I don't think that's bad. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've been costuming a lot, which is something that I've always wanted to do. And so I've been doing a lot more costuming for theater, which is super rad. Um, So I guess, yeah, some some fun artsy dreams coming true, getting to to do a lot of that. It's a lot of work, though. But it's fun. You work with a lot of um, people. Yeah. Different personalities. A lot of different personalities. And you have to be nice. Okay, wait, no offense to any actors out there, but I was at a rehearsal (laughs) last week and, oh, my tummy's making grumble sounds, hold on. I was at a rehearsal last week and I was like doing fittings for some of our actors and in the next room there was like a different rehearsal going on and they were like doing warm-ups and they're all like, and some person's like, somebody said like, pa, and then everybody else in the room goes, Pa, and then it's papa, 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 and I was just like, oh, motherfucking actors. <laughs> well, and then you have to it's remember just, that it's like basically when you were in that special school program when we met in high school where they were all like theater people, and then you were like a normal mm-hmm. person that also did tap dancing sometimes. We weren't like <laughs> at lunch like tap dancing and like. But there are people like I know, I know. It's it's funny because I do love performance and I love theater and I love theatricality. But there's something about it when and I'm a very animated person. Like it's not like I'm a dreary, drab, monotone person. I'm very animated. But there's something about this like performative quality when you're in when you're not on stage, that I kind of feel like, okay, okay, chill out. <laughs> you know? Oh, 100%. Like, it's like people <laughs> who are really constantly funny. on a stage, like the stage of their life, yes. and everybody is the audience. It's exhausting. I would say that's maybe like my number one pet peeve in people mm-hmm. is when I meet people who kind of take that to the extreme, where they re- like, they really act like all eyes are on them all the time and they're really like whenever they speak they kind of like turn to everyone around them kind of just mm. like da 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 ha 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 you know kind of like looking at everyone i would say <laughs> i've met a couple people like that in my life and i always i'm like wow this is really a thing for me cuz i i really don't like that yeah like, i really don't like that yeah but at least anyway. as a costumer you get to like be there but not have to like I don't know. You can kind of like, I guess, distance yourself a little bit, hopefully. Yeah. And I mean, I I feel like a lot of the actors that I've worked with are fantastic, but they all got to go through their like, you know, their vocal warm ups and their silly actor things. And I just think, yeah, acting's not for me, <laughs> but I can be a part of it over here. It's cool. Anyway, yeah. on to the show. <laughs> I just feel like that segued way somewhere else. Um, uh, anyway. Well, anyway, so, what? Yeah, what are we talking about today, Miss Darby? Tell us. So, in the spirit of our new, more casual format, mm-hmm. um, 
I wanted to talk today about, like, I think I'm going to, I'm calling them, like, customer breakups. Mm. Um, And I think that, like, we all experience them as, like, dancers, sex workers um, at different points, especially if you're the type of person who, like, chooses or, like, likes to kind of engage, like, regulars. Like, you like to build up, like, your kind of regular like clientele versus like I know there's some girls who like they just don't like see me if I'm here I'm not gonna text you I'm not gonna you know wish you a happy birthday and you know answer all 50 Merry Christmas texts or give you my number or like whatever like I know there are people that um that don't like to do that kind of stuff so I am like definitely working at a bar that is a regulars club for sure for the most part I think like new girls can have success there too but I just think that like you're maximizing your time there the more people that you build kind of relationships with and because of that because other clubs I didn't really ever engage that way and this is the club I've worked at the longest I feel like there's just been different examples of like customer breakups that have happened that are just weird and I guess I kind of wanted to like talk about those so Charlie, in your experience, have you had like anything like that where you have like an awkward, like kind of like goodbye sort of like with someone? Yeah, I mean, I think that mine might be a little bit different because I don't feel like I've ever worked anywhere consistently enough to really like build like those long term connections. Like I think like a lot of the places that I've worked have been shorter, but Mm. I still feel like even within that there are time there have been times when like somebody kind of has this false expectation after seeing you you know kind of consistently where like they think that something's gonna happen now Mm -hmm. or you're like your um relationship is now gonna change and then when you say like no this is it it definitely feels like a breakup like and sometimes they're like disappointed they're disappointed. They don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, they like need to spend some time away from you. Sometimes mm-hmm. they get kind of like, like, like they act like it is a breakup. Like they get kind of like teary eyed and kind of like, you, you know, you've really hurt me. You've like really, really hurt me. You know, I thought we had something more than that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like always a very bizarre experience for me because I feel like the places that I've worked have not been long term. I'm like, you've known me for like, like a month mm-hmm. because you come to a strip club and all of a sudden you think we're gonna like start dating or get married like it that is like the strangest thing to me so I can only imagine after building a relationship with somebody for maybe years you know and it's the same thing every time okay you come into the club we interact here I say thank you you pay me and you leave and all of a sudden there's like that moment where there's like that expectation is shifted you know where they're like yeah need something else. Not that all break like club breakups come from those scenarios, but I do think that there is a lot of times when like distance is needed because expectations have shifted. Yeah, and like you kind of feel like I often feel like I've only I only have like two, I guess that I will like talk about I guess today, but like where it's like you feel like you know what the deal is. Like you know what the rules are, you know what the the kind of game is, the fantasy, and then all and you think that they cuz they're like an adult person who this is not their first rodeo. Like they should understand where you're coming from, et cetera. Like 
they know why they're there. They know what the expectation is. And then, like you said, it's like somehow the rug gets pulled off from under you and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Like, why would A plus B does not equal 17? Like, what are you talking about? And they're just like, what do you mean? Like, this isn't far-fetched. Like, so none of this meant anything. And you're like, none of the lap dances we did meant it. Like, the boners you got, like, they didn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to answer that. Like. Yeah. And like, a lot of times I've had a nice time. Like, we've had Mm -hmm. a lot of nice conversations and we'd have a great time. But it's, it's similar to like, I don't know. If you talk to the same person who was like, I don't know, not that it's exactly the same, but like, okay, you go and get a coffee every day. And every day, mm-hmm. the person who gives you your coffee is like, oh, Jesse, it's so great to see you. Like, how are the kids? How's this? How's that? Like, uh, here's your coffee. I put two creams in it. And you're like, oh, I thought, I thought we had something. And now, it's obviously. Like just like a boy thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, I think that the big difference between a barista and a stripper (laughs) is that you are not like, you know, giving them a coffee and then also like rubbing on their pants. And so there's definitely that like sexual uh, interaction that definitely changes things. That you're putting it in this way, though. But think about all the people who like when you're a waitress or you do work at a coffee shop, the fact that you smile and know their name and like ask them personal questions, not personal even, but just like that you're personable to them. How many men misread those signals? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I don't like think it's that it's more obvious in a strip club that like it's not anything. Yes. Yeah, like, no, every- I would agree. I think there's a lot of times probably that it's just misconstrued when people are having good customer service that it means something else. Yeah, with dudes In like normal jobs. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, so I'm trying to decide which story I want to tell you. Which ones? The best ones. The juiciest ones. Wait, let me see if I have these. Okay, I'm going to talk about this guy that has been a customer of mine for a really, really, really long time. And then literally as of like, I would say like a year and a half ago, we pretty much like broke up and it's been really awkward like since, but we've broken up a lot and then gotten back together like over the last, I'd say like six years. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and just call him Jay to protect his identity. Not that he listens to this podcast. That'd be pretty funny though if he did. Um, that would be really okay. funny. <laughs> yeah. So he was one of like, the first customers that I ever got like introduced to by like one of my first friends when I started working at this club. And she was like, oh, he really likes you. Like he'll do dances. Like he's really great. But sometimes he can be like too much. So mm-hmm. we would do dances. And like I literally over the course of like years just like trained him not to do stuff that I don't like. Cause he used to be like really rough and like want to like pinch your nipples and like want to like just bite your neck and like kiss all over you. And I, ugh, 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 ugh. I'm like going to throw up my mouth right now thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so I like got to the point where like we would just joke around and we would laugh and like we'd have fun, but it was a lot less like grinding and panting and like then then stuff like that. Well, then it's like, Every shift that I was working, he was there. And this is like kind of going over the course of years and years. And then really when I owned a business um, 
And he found out about it ultimately, which like that is one thing that's hard working, like dancing in your community is like that when you have regulars and stuff like that, like whether they are friends with you online or whatever, like it doesn't it's it's so hard with technology to really keep like all your shit like actually a secret. And on some level, I kind of have just had to be like, well, it is what it is like. I, I don't know how else to do that and especially like with this particular person there's a little bit of like a language barrier and sometimes there's like a difference in like understanding boundaries and part of that I think like comes from that like that's that whole thing where it's like they think that it's really more than it is even though you're constantly reminding them that it's not it's just it is just this and this is a very good example of like when he would be like, why, why can't you just have sex with me? Like, why won't, can't we just be together? Why can't we just be married? And I would say, well, we're just friends. Like we're just friends and you can see me here. And that's, and that's when we can be more than friends is in this space, but we're just friends and that's never going to happen. And like literally in the parking lot at two 30 in the morning, I'm like sitting in my car, letting it warm up, like drinking my water, contemplating my life. And then I look to the left and there's Jay just like right by my car window, like looking so like sad. And I like roll my window down like a quarter inch. Like I'm not even joking, like literally just barely enough. I just be like, event, event to speak through. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing? And he's just like literally shedding a tear, like crying. Like, why can't we be together? Like, why like I love you so much I'm just like you know I care about you too and like you're very special to me I mean look at all this money you gave me like duh but like (laughs) but like no we're just friends you know like it's not ever gonna be anything more and he's like sorrowful and tearful and he's like well I can't see you anymore all right okay you gotta do what you gotta do and then like a week later he's at the club throwing me throwing money at me doing like 25 dances like you know whatever whatever so anyway, so back to, so this is like years, years, years. So then, and we do the same thing, break up, he cry, why won't you love me, blah, blah, blah. So then I owned this business, he found out about it. And then, you know, suddenly he's there all the time. And like, he found out that if he would bring me treats, I mean, the strippers, we love a good treat. And then I would let him hang out there because it was like a kind of like a gallery space. So it wasn't like, I, I don't know. It, it was it, it was okay, I guess, that he was there. It wasn't like I had a ton of like people in and out like all the time. So mm-hmm. he would just be like sitting in the chair and he'd bring me coffee and I'd be like working on stuff and he'd just be like chatting with me, which like a lot of people did that. Then in the neighborhood, like other friends and stuff. And so like, you know, and I just introduced him like, oh, this is my friend Jay, like blah, 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 whatever. I mean, it was like, I feel like there was like nothing I could do really too much. And then it was, then he started spending a lot more money at the club. Like, throwing a lot of money, doing a lot of dances. Like if we only did like 10 dances, but I was like, okay, you know, it's only going to be, I don't know, $300 for these 10 dances. But if you really want, cause you love me, you could give me, you know, like $500 and he'd just be like, okay. And I was like, oh, all right, that's nice. Cause I used to always say stuff <laughs> like that. Well, like you love me cause I'm so cute. And he'd be like, yeah, here's your $300 plus $20, you know? But now all of a sudden it was like, free reign, like, watch out, you know, Darby's, Mm -hmm. I became an animal. I mean, I was like, okay, (laughs) like, cash in on this shit. Because I also felt like, damn, you're going to hang out with me all day at work and then see me the same night at the club. Like, I fucking might as well. We might as well be fucking married. Like, damn, I see you all the time. So, and I mean, and I'm talking, like, 
Then he's helping me. He's at he's at my shop. And I'm like, well, I have all these cardboard boxes to break down downstairs. She's like, oh, I'll do it. I'm like, great. <laughs> like, he's down there breaking down cardboard boxes. He's cleaning out the disgusting basement that I didn't want to deal with. Like, he's taking trash out, like, cleaning the I didn't floor. realize like, that he uh, did that much for you. Well, I mean, it would be, like, especially during, like, because COVID then happened. And uh, so, yeah. During COVID, like we weren't open for three months, but then when we reopened, like I was completely like overloaded with work. Like I yeah. had, it was a, I mean, I don't own it anymore because I've sold it since. So it's a custom frame shop and an art gallery. And like I had so many back orders and so many like just people were, I don't know why people wanted to frame stuff, but we were so busy and I couldn't keep up with it. I was like working all the time. I was going crazy. Jay was there all the time because he wasn't really working either. And he would help me like, cause he like, he could tell I was stressed. Like, well, what can I do? And I'd be like, I don't really, I feel bad. You're like working for free. But I mean, I was like double dipping, like mad. Like he was like helping me at the shop and then coming to the club. And I was not about to lose like any customers that I could possibly hang on to during COVID because it was such right. weird times. So I think like all of this kind of led to like our ultimate, like, like breakup. Yeah. Falling yeah. Out. So yeah, pulling out. So one day we had a conversation where he's sitting there and he's just like, you know, I was talking to my brother and my brother, you know, he owns his own house and he has a nice car and he, you know, he does the same job as me and he works as much as I do, but he has so many more things. And like, I'm still living with my sister and her kids. And I just don't feel like I have anything. And like, I was just sitting there because in mm-hmm. my head, I'm like, well, you have me. Because, <laughs> like, you're, you're looking mm-hmm. at your house. Like I, like, I felt bad. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's, it's their own choices, whatever. And I think that then when I sold the shop and he didn't have access to me, kind of whenever he wanted to, I think that really changed our relationship. Because I think that he thought, like, oh, well, you're going to get breakfast with me and you're going to go get coffee with me. Because, you know, we used to have coffee together when you, when you had that other job. And it's like, well, yeah, right. I did because I literally couldn't leave. So, yeah. like, well, no, I'm not going to hang out with you, like, every day, all the time. Like, it was just, it was weird. And he got really upset with me. And he was like, we did some, we did dances. He actually was like, I want to go upstairs and do dances with you. I was like, okay. We hadn't done dances in a long time. He'd been acting like he didn't know me, like, just weird stuff. And I just kind of had written him off. So we go upstairs to do some dances. And he was like, no, sit down. And he basically breaks up with me. He's like, wow, you know, we are never going to be together. And I don't, he's, he says I have a, um, a cold heart. And Ooh, that, you have a cold heart. Yes. That I have a cold heart and wow. that he loves me, but that I will never give him my heart. And I was like, yeah. well, you know, that's true. Like I, I won't be able to give you what you want. <laughs> and I want you to be happy. And you're right. This is only yeah. going to be one thing. And he's like, you know, he's like hugging me. He's like getting teary. And he's like, he, you know, he was talking about a bunch of different stuff that I really could only understand half of. And, uh, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I get it. It's okay. And so now it's like once in a while we'll do dances and we'll do like one or two or three or whatever for old time's sake, I think. And like, we have like, it's better. Like we're, it's, it's less uncomfortable around each other now, but he mm-hmm. told me the other day, what was it? Oh my God. He said something the other day. 
He said, oh, he told me the other day randomly. I was sitting with him and he was like, how are you? How are things? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, everything's good. And da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. Um, I said, you haven't been coming very much. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I can't be around you because you don't know how to love. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's all. I said, yeah, well, who knows? Like, it's so, it's so weird. Uh, and this is also the same person who, like, I had the, I feel like, I like, I truly believe that all good things or all things eventually like will come to an end, especially customer relationships. Nothing yeah. is ever like meant to be forever. And so you like take it while it's good and you experience it and you appreciate it. But like people are either going to find other people that are going to interest them or they're going to find other people that are going to give them something that you can't or are not willing to give, you know, mm-hmm. or they just move on with their life. Like, I don't think that he's in a place where he's like drinking as much anymore, you know, stuff like that. Um, and that all makes a difference. This is also the same mm-hmm. person who one day came to my work, my day job at the gallery. Mm-hmm. He was showing me pictures of like these ugly, ugly outfits and was like, I'm going to buy you one of these. And I was like, okay, whatever. He's like, I'll be back. Two hours later, he comes back mm-hmm. with a bag, a black bag. This is not a bag mm-hmm. full of outfits. No, this bag is heavy. He plops mm-hmm. it on the front desk and he goes, this is for <laughs> you. And I say, okay. And I think he says, I hope you like the color. And he walks out. And it was like, we were about to close, like, whatever. Or I was about to close the shop. Up. I was like, okay. So he leaves. I'm, like, sitting there, my little apron on. It's, like, framing all day. I open up his bag. There is like, the biggest fucking plastic purple dildo. And a vibrator <laughs> and, like, lube and, like, toy cleaner and, like, all this stuff. And I was just, like, laid it out on the table and was like, what the actual fuck? Like that's so funny. So never funny. talked about it again. Like we never said a fucking word. He's like about when it. he never. When I look up. at you, I just think <laughs> she probably needs a really large dildo, a huge one, just huge. Mm-hmm. It I, is huge. Just, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's massive. It's like I, I just it's like it. uncomfortably large. <laughs> like it. It is, and it's just it's just in my dancer like box of like outfits because I don't know what to do with it like I feel like I should use it for an art piece but like but also like how do you throw that away like I don't know and then we've been joking That's around so like funny. me and some other girls at work like that we should like leave it on someone's car or like yeah put it like under their tire so it's like they, I don't know like, so it's funny so silly but then we're like oh what if a kid finds it like that's fucked up yeah it's like how how do you prank like an adult and make sure it's only for an adult and i thought about donating it but you act like even though it's unopened in a sealed package like you can't like donate stuff like that and where am i going to list that on facebook marketplace never use (laughs) unopened massive purple dildo (laughs) Uh, i mean yeah that's a hard one when you get sex toys you don't want i don't think you can return them right like once they're purchased they're purchased yeah. Yeah. Um, he yeah, also didn't um, give you the receipt. Yeah. You're like, I tried it out. It just didn't work for me. Can you guys take it back? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I wish. I wish. I don't know. It's just. It's. Oh, and I hate keeping stuff I'm not going to use. And, yeah. But, and like, for I any of our listeners that uh, that don't know, this is not the type of thing Darby would ever want. Uh, ever. No. No. I this is not like she's not yearning like modern art pieces. <laughs> Yes, and that are not massive uh, yeah. dicks. And like, I don't think that's... Th- not... 
like yeah. a toy person. I'm, I'm not like, no. welcome to my menagerie of like vibrators. Like I'm just not. No. It's really, I've not tried no. it all. It just isn't really like my thing. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, it's like so for him to get you that is really funny too. Because well, I think some people, some yeah. people would be like, oh, cool. This is awesome. Thanks. I'll use this later. But the fact that he got it for you is also just really funny. Because like, well, he knows me, you and I know. Yeah. But we've talked about stuff like that. Like he's talked to me about sex toys. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really my thing. Like he knows. And this well, is a person who. As maybe a customer, he's trying to get you into it. Yeah, maybe. He's yeah. like, uh-huh. um, <laughs> As a customer, though, he's like one of the only like really like, this is so funny, but, like, even, like, just men in my life, but especially mm-hmm. as a customer, who has given me presents that I really did genuinely like. Because in the past, he's given That's me, true. Like, jewelry that I really liked mm-hmm. and, like, really thoughtful, like, pretty stuff that was, like, definitely my style that I was really surprised that he would have picked those things. Because I've dated guys who've bought me stuff where I'm just, like, I know where you were going with this, but, like, this is not good. You know, I would never say that, yeah. but like, I was like surprised. Like when he's given me perfume or like jewelry or whatever, I'm like, oh wow, this I actually like really like. Like I would pick this out for myself. So it was really funny that yeah. he went from like that to here's a giant dildo and another vibrator and this and this and this. And I was like, oh wow. Hmm. So yeah, something so, else I was uh, thinking about when you're telling your story too is um, it's interesting because. I think that everybody hustles differently. So I think some some people definitely will kind of maintain the illusion that something might happen. You know, like mm. maybe one day we can be together or da-da-da. Like some people do use that as a tactic. But I know that like something that I've always really appreciated about you and that I do this too is that it's very like cut and dry. You're like, nope, nope, this is – this is what this is. Like, let's not set false expectations and then we can have fun within the parameters of our relationship. And so it's interesting because like right from the get-go, there's like this very clear, this is what this relationship is. It's this work dynamic. You can come in. This is what you will get. You'll never get more than this. But mm. there's still a disconnect, right? Where like I can understand for like some people, because like you, you know other dancers who kind of keep people like – on that tether of like maybe one day something will happen, yeah. you know? And so it makes sense that sometimes there is like confusion and, you know, everybody does their own thing, whatever. That's that's their way of hustling. But like I know that you don't do that. And so I also find that interesting that even with such like kind of clear cut expectation, there's still like these other ideas that creep in that end up – I mean, there there's guys that you meet and after one night of talking to them and it the alcohol doesn't help either, but they get like like sad, like really sad and kind of like weepy by the end of the night where they're just like mm-hmm. but you're just so perfect, like I just don't understand, like let's just leave. Let's just leave the bar and like let me get your number and like let's let's get to know each other and you're like like I don't know what about our, you know, whatever, 2 hour kind of conversation implies that I should be a girlfriend now. But there's a lot of guys who even after one night you have to do like a mini breakup where they're just like, I don't understand why we can't be together. And I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 an odd one. Cause I understand that it's the dynamic 
plays with connection and, you know, sensuality. But despite, I feel like everybody who goes into a strip club, like, knows this, right? But people still kind of feel like, oh, but I'll be the one who gets her to quit or I'll be the one who's different. You know, I think everybody kind of, all these guys have that kind of romantic ideal that that they're going to go in and meet the stripper and be like, you know, you're different from all these other girls. And I think we could really be something special together. You could just quit and like date me and da, 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 da. Um, which is just like really strange. <laughs> it's just really strange how many guys I feel like kind of even after one night are trying to pitch you on that idea of like leaving the industry and being with them instead. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, I don't know why that is like, like I was talking to somebody the other day kind of about this, where it was like, I can't, fuck, I can't remember what they called it, but it was basically like that idea that like, as a salesperson, like when you have a background in sales, like that's your job. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're talking to this person, you're spending time with them because the idea is that they're going to spend money. And so like, right. that's the whole point of the reason why you're there is that you're talking to them to, because you want them to spend money and they're talking to you because they also want a service from you. Right. And I was thinking about that and I was like, yeah, it's mutually beneficial. And a lot of people just don't seem to understand that where it's like, I am having it and I'm having a genuinely good time. It doesn't mean that then I'm just doing this and I'm faking every minute of it. It's like, I'm actually having a good time. I'm someone same as you. I feel like who, you know, in the moment, it's like, I'm living, I'm, I'm living in that space. Like I'm having mm-hmm. a time with this person. It's genuine. I, for the most part, I don't feel like I have to fake a whole lot. Sometimes, you know, there's those people where you're like, okay, like I'm dealing with you and that's really annoying right now because for whatever reason, the day that it falls on, you woke up late, you're tired, you know, whatever. And people just in general are irritable or that person's personality is kind of rubbing you the wrong way. But you're like, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm not thinking in my head the entire time oh what a piece of shit fuck this person I'm gonna use them and lose them like I don't I feel like it's like no we can have a really nice time it's just it's a temporary a temporary moment and right. doesn't need to follow into real life and I don't understand why more people don't get that and I guess because I haven't worked in a regulars bar as like like really until this club like we didn't start in one necessarily Like I didn't really, customers didn't really have my number when we, the first club that we ever worked at. And I saw certain people like every couple of months, they'd be like, oh, you know, Darby. And I'd be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And we have a great time. But it wasn't like they were texting me the next day and I had to like remember their kids' names. And like, I was getting a hundred million text messages on Christmas morning and New Year's and Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving (laughs) and Halloween. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, Jesus Mm -hmm. fucking Christ. Like, yeah, I get it. It's Christmas. Happy fucking Christmas to you and your family, too. Like, I don't have an hour to respond to all you people. Like, it's that can be frustrating. And that's definitely different because you can have like, I don't know if it's like the environment spawns that or they feel like they get to know you so much better. And so then they feel more privileged because you've you've seen them enough that it's like, well, you have to talk about something else other than just where are you from? What do you like to do? blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you talk about other things, but like, then they feel like, I don't know, like you're sharing something really personal or maybe because they're, you're talking to them more, they're sharing things that are more personal to them that they feel like, but I don't know. I feel like it's like talking to your diary. It's like, 
you can talk to me with whatever you want. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to accept it. And I can, and I can respond to you, but it just kind of gets locked up in the book. It doesn't go anywhere. Well, also there's like so many people that you're dealing with every single day too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think that it can be kind of like, in the moment, you're very much in the moment of that conversation. But then once they leave, it's like you do a, or you go to talk to the next person. It's like a little mini reset, right? You just have to re- yeah. keep resetting for each new social interaction. So it's not that you're not mm-hmm. hearing them and listening and engaging, but you're like, okay, you know, Tim's having a bad day. He's fighting with the wife. Okay, click. All right, now we're on to, oh, and he's having a great day. So remember to keep him in mind because he'll probably want to hang out later. Okay, click. Okay, this guy's kind of being a drunk asshole who doesn't want to spend money. Okay, click. All right. Oh, here's that guy that I've seen again. He looks like he's just hanging out. How are you doing? Oh, chat, chat, chat. Okay, click. You know, like you're just kind of, I mean, just like, um, I mean, just like any service industry job where you're kind of keeping track of the mood of each one of your tables, where they're at in their night, where they're at in their like, you know, experience of, of, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but I would say that, yeah, that, I mean, I, I think that it's pretty common, which is very interesting for that, uh, that expectation to seep in. Sorry, I had to eat a little muffin. Oh, jeez. Now you ruined the show. I know. I ruined oh. But, um, <laughs> no, I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. That's definitely something I didn't necessarily expect was, like, people to, like, fall, like, really, like, I don't even want to say in love, but, like, to really have, like, a, a really strong emotional connection with you. And I guess, like, the longer I dance, the more I realize that. In lust. That happens. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. And you and like I always try to tell people because I feel like like I want to be like a mysterious, beautiful, like fairy princess at work where it's like la 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 la. And I want everyone to just be like, yeah, you're amazing and perfect and wonderful and funny and la la la. And I'm like, yeah, great. And then I want to go home and I want to be a crusty grandma. Right. Like, I can't keep the illusion <laughs> up that long. Like once I leave the club, like, oh, my yeah. gosh, people are like, Wow. It's so different seeing you in regular clothes and you're just like, yeah, I know, because, like, I'm tired now. (laughs) Well, yeah, I remember that was something that was something that you we were talking about when you did that, like, vacation with a customer. Oh, my God. Yeah, we I talked about that on the podcast. The pod- we haven't talked about oh, that Oh, well, we'll talk about that later. But I remember that was like a fear going into it. Like you guys had already established like what your interaction would be on the vacation. Like, you know, like, yeah, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Like, this is the parameters. That was OK. But I remember you talking to me how you're like, but I'm kind of worried because I I can be on at the club. I can be Darby at the club. Sometimes it even gets exhausting by the end of the night to still being, you know, Darby at the club. But I don't mm. know if I can be Darby for like a four day weekend trip. I think I can be Darby for like six hours tops and then I need to take a break. So how am I supposed to be this illusion for this person? Cause like mm. I can't I can't maintain that that personality and that like for that long. Yeah. I mean the and then you kind of just decided that you weren't going to. <laughs> you weren't going to do it. 
I mean, you did the trip, but you weren't going to try to like stress that much about being Darby the whole time. No. Right? Especially after he like sharded on the toilet seat. Like, yes. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> especially after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like the. I would say that, like, you weren't as concerned about keeping up the appearance of being a fairy princess for four days. Yeah, apparently he right. wasn't either. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He was not a fairy princess, I can tell yeah, we'll you that to, much. We'll have to talk about that on another yeah. episode. That's just Stay tuned for Darby's deep dive into the Vegas trip she thought would never fucking end. It's weird. Yeah. Well, like, I'll say one more thing about that. So he's asked me to go on another trip with him. And I was so surprised because I remember looking at him and just being like, did you really have fun? And like, don't get me wrong. There were some times that we did have fun. I just feel like it was a little too long and I feel like it ended weirdly, which we'll talk about later. But like, yes, I just was like, you had fun enough that you want to do it again. And I just was surprised because I just thought I didn't think he was having fun either. So I don't know. I feel like I don't ever know what the fuck's going on in these people's brains. Because, like, I'm constantly surprised. Like, oh, oh, we're in love now. Oh, you had a great time. I thought you were definitely miserable. Like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. All right. I have one more breakup story. All right. So the last little breakup story I wanted to share was, okay, this is like a while ago, pre-COVID, whatever. There was this guy. We'll call him M. He was the worst person ever. Hated him. Hated him. Hated him. Creeped me out. Gave me spine tingling shivers. Didn't like him. Yeah, not good. And it would be like one of those things where like he's trying to constantly push your, he does the lowest level of dance. He's trying to constantly push your boundaries. I hate it when people do stuff like they just are like, oh, I love you. I love you so much, Darby. You're so perfect. I love you. I love you. I love you. And that's like fucking 10 minutes of that. It, uh-huh. like, it's like nails on a fucking chalkboard. Like, stop talking. Uh-huh. Like, say anything else. Just stop saying you love me. Stop talking about, oh, blah, blah. Ugh, gross. And I was always so irritated because I'd be like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. You can't do that. You can't touch me there. You know, like, just constantly. So I decided after six months of this, I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm making like $30 off of doing these two lap dances. I was sick of hearing him say, I'm going to tip you $3 because that's my lucky number. What the fuck? You're going to go out your way and put $3 in my hand and be like, that's my lucky number. And I'm supposed to act like, oh, goody, goody for me. Guess what my lucky number is? 20. <laughs> like at least, at least 10. Like, come on now. And then this was the kicker. The last time we ever did dances. Well, actually not the last time, but the last time before we broke up was he said, I went on a trip to Mexico and I have a present for you. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, goody for me. So we do two dances and he's like, okay, you know, I want to give this to you. And I'm like, okay. He's it's like, a large like, purple dildo. <laughs> no, yeah, again, no. It was not instead of $3 for his lucky number. I got three pesos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I was literally kidding. He gave me... He's like, he's like, this oh is money from Mexico. And I was like, yeah, I, I get it. And he's like, isn't that so You're cool? Like, and I gave you three of them ugh. because that's my lucky number. I was like, so I get oh, less no. than three American dollars <laughs> because you went on vacation. That's so funny. Also, yeah, I, you're like, A, not that exotic. 
B, not that much money. C, actually, yeah, less than $3. (laughs) Yeah, this is not one count as a present. And two, it just made me more angry. I was like, I think I was like, my flames were like shooting out of my eyeballs. And this person has like no context like of reading like facial expressions and not for any reason like other Uh than that. He's just, I think, like an asshole. And I think he's, I just don't think that, I don't know. I just don't think that he, I think he doesn't care about anything else other than himself. I don't know. I don't don't know if he's like a narcissist. I don't know. But anyways, so, uh, and like, I don't want to be a dick, but this person is also from Uh like a different culture. He's from India. And so Uh it's like, I'm talking the worst stereotype, like really bad hygiene, like really not respecting you, your boundaries, your time. Like, and I don't know exactly where that all comes from. I don't feel like it's like, it's always, always, you know, a case by case basis. Like everybody is different, but it was like the worst version of a stereotype that you could like imagine. And so you were just like, oh my God, like that's like to paint that picture. So after that, he came in next week and I decided, you know, I'm a firm believer also in that some money is not worth it. Like some money's just not worth mm-hmm. it to, to make it. It's not meant to be made. It's mm-hmm. not worth it to be made because it's taking more from you than you're getting. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm spending this much time with this person. It makes me angry. It ruins the rest of my night because I'm angry because I'm uncomfortable and I'm unhappy and it's like draining and I'm just irritable and irritated. So right. next time he came in, he asked me if we could talk, which I never would talk to him. I'd be like, you can talk to me when we do the dances, but I'm not talking to you unless you're spending money. Cause I just literally could not stand him. I, I don't, most people do not give me this like much of like a, a visceral feeling, but my skin literally would crawl. Like just the minute I would lay eyes on him. So yeah. I said, so he came into his one, do dances. And I said, you know what? I appreciate the time you spent with me so far. I am no longer going to be available to do dances with you anymore. Wow. Like, I don't want to do dances with you. I don't like doing them. You can come here. I'm not telling you you can't come here. I'm just saying that I don't want you to talk to me anymore and I don't want to do dances with you anymore. And Wow. Yeah, because I was done. I was done. And so the rest of the night, he proceeded to follow me around the bar while I was like talking to other customers or like I'd get off stage uh-huh. and he'd be like right there and he'd be like trying to give me money and just be like, oh, and he has this annoying little voice. Why, Darby? Why won't you do dance with me anymore? What did I do to upset you? Like, what's wrong? And um, this is the one I never gave my number to, like never anything, because I was terrified that he would just creep me out so much that he would like find me. And mm-hmm. um, and so like he was just like, please talk to me, please talk to me. And I just like, no, 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 no. Okay, this behavior went on then for the next two, two and a half years where he would come in <gasps> randomly. What? And he would two do the same years. Thing. I thought you were gonna say yes. like two weeks or two no. months. I did not think you were gonna Mm-mm. say two years. It would be oh like my every God. like four months. Like he would come in on a Saturday, and it would be the same thing. And he <gasps> started coming in on other nights that I was working, and it would be the same thing. <sighs> Why won't you go upstairs with me? Blah blah blah. One night he came in with like a group of friends. I went upstairs and gave all of his friends dances. And he was like, why yeah. are you giving my friends dances and not me? And I was like, you want me to tell you the reason why? He's like, yes. I said, okay, you don't respect my boundaries. You're cheap. You don't spend enough money. You expect too much for too little. You smell bad. You have bad hygiene. I don't like it. It's not pleasant. I was like, you're creepy. You're a creepy person. And I don't want to be around you. <laughs> He's wow. like, 
welling up. His eyes are welling up. And I was like, you uh-huh. asked me. Don't ask me if you don't want to know. You're more than welcome to get dances from any of the other lovely ladies who are willing to put up with you. But I am yeah. not available to you anymore. So then yeah. after COVID, he's still coming in. Like literally once in a blue moon. He's like, want, he would like be like handing me money, like $20 in ones, $30 in ones. And I'd take it and say, thank you. Walk away. Wouldn't do dances. He was like begging me. He's like, please, please. Like I'll do more expensive dances. I won't even touch you, whatever. So we go Uh upstairs one more time. I was like, fine, I'll give Uh you a chance. He was better. I still hated him. (laughs) So that was it. And then he came in like two weeks ago. And he wanted to go upstairs and I said, no, I don't want to do dance with you. I've already told you, like we tried it. It wasn't working for me. We're done. He proceeded yeah. to get, to send bouncers over to me and other girls yeah. saying, I'm waiting for her to give me a dance. He tried to get the bouncers to make me give him a dance. Like he was like, I have money. I want to spend it with her. And the bouncers were like, Darby, this wow. guy's waiting for you. And I was like, no, I told him I'm not doing dance with him. They're like, well, did he do something? Do you want to kick him out? I said, no, he can hang out. He can do dance with anybody else. I... I'm not doing dances with him. And he just kept being like going over to them and complaining like, well, why can't like I want to speak to the manager? Like, why won't she do dances with me? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, blah, 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 blah. He sat there the entire night till like 1.30 trying to talk to me, trying to catch me as I'm running up the stairs to the point where like I was standing by the bathroom and our bathroom at this club is like by the DJ booth. It's kind of like in a weird, like awkward, like miniature hallway kind of. So I'm standing there waiting. Yeah. So I'm trapped is what my point. He comes over to me. He tries to reach out and touch me, like grab my arm. Not like hard, but just like talk to me. And I just said, yeah. don't touch me. Leave me alone. Do not talk to me. Ignore me like I am not here. I said, I don't care if you come here, but you're not allowed to talk to me. And, we're, and we're, I'm not doing dances. And it was like yeah. one of those things where you're like, I am breaking up with you. Like we, the door is closed. Like, and it's so funny because it's like, I had all these flashbacks of like all these guys I've dated where it was like, I had to break up with them like 10 fucking times. It's like, no, we are broken up. No, we are broken up. Yes, I know you tried. You went to lunch. It was weird. We're broken up. It's like, it's like just not seeing it, not seeing it, not seeing it. And um, it's just so funny. He like was like, well, I brought you presents. Oh, and that night I realized that he was the weird Instagram account that found my art account and was like uh-huh. messaging me. And it was like, obviously like a, like a, like a, like a Finsta. And I hadn't been messaging them because I realized that. And I was like, okay, whatever, weirdo. And then I realized. A what? A Finsta, like a fake Instagram a fin- a Finsta. Oh, is, is that called a Finsta? I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not cool. I'm not a cool kid. I, I don't know these a, things. That's what people call it. I mean, I call it a Finsta. I don't think well, it's just me. You're you're cool. <laughs> so you're very cool. But yeah, it was it was him. It was him because I knew that's how he knew. Like he said something about my birthday. Yeah. Like he was like, "Oh, I brought something for your birthday," and I was like, "Then give it to somebody else." And he, and then I was like, "How the fuck did he know it was my birthday?" And, I mean, it's just kind of sad too because mm-hmm. you're like, don't you have anywhere else you can be putting this energy? He's like you're spending with so children. much. Oh, well, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, but like, his wife probably doesn't dude. want around either. She's like, please, go. Yeah. Go find some other person to spend this energy on. That's just, that's a little sad. Well, that's there's a plenty little of girls at sad. the bar that 
have a higher tolerance or like would would like you know spin roulette and give him a chance. Totally. But I've totally like, you know so it's like, but he's just decided you know that it's me and it's just yeah you're it the was one that. That was like, ugh, I hate that guy. Hate that guy. And I just don't understand how people don't see how like, the thing that I get the most frustrated about is when you set a boundary and you break up with somebody at the club, you know, you have a work breakup where you're like, yeah, this is what it is. I'm not doing this anymore or this isn't working for me anymore. And then they continue to like push it to the point where you're like, I am being amicable. I am being like completely decent and you are really... Cruising for a bruising. And now I'm going to have to freak out. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just been on my mind a lot lately, just like customer relationships and just like how it can be complicated and it can like be convoluted and like you can grow to care about these people, but you also can just like, you know, sometimes having more exposure to somebody, like it increases that tiny seed of just like... Mm. Like, just disgust. Yeah. Like, when it's somebody that really just gives you the heebie-jeebies. And I really, truly believe, like, 95% of my interactions with customers are generally very positive. And I don't feel any type of way. Or or neutral. It. Or neutral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, this was There's a lot of, in, like, one time. Yeah. Or, like, that was, yeah, that was whatever. You were whatever. I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of like neutral ones. I would agree. There's not many where I feel like really gross or like, ugh, like I need to be alone now or like don't mm-hmm. talk to me. Every once in a while you get one where you're just like, wow, that really affected me. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like no matter what they do, yeah, there's something that they have yeah. like something in their basement tied up like it's just like you get a feeling like maybe you want to wear my face like I don't know but it's weirding me out yeah 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 yeah. well I appreciated the range I liked how one story was about how somebody had to break with up with you and the other one was you breaking up with them really what it's about is is expectation and both parties understanding the expectation Yes. Yes. So like, yeah. And I think that in some cases, unfortunately, the expectation is not set, you know? Yeah. On either side where like you maybe don't understand the expectation of the customer or the customer does not understand the expectation of like the person that they're with, that they're spending time with. And that Mm -hmm. definitely adds more confusion because you're like, oh, I thought we were on this, on this, like, train of thought and you're like no 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 we've definitely been on this train of thought and you're like oh okay well we need to figure that out because we're coming from very different places and we're both expecting very different things and people can get really sensitive when it comes to intimacy and money combo as we've talked about many times so and nobody wants to feel like they're being used like i don't want to feel like i'm no used and like i don't think that most customers want to feel like they're being used but i do think no like Okay, you don't have to be, you're not being used, but, like, there is a relationship and it's, and it's, and it's profitable. Yes. Like, it's beneficial to both of us. And I wish that, like, both sides of that were kind of, like, respected from, from like, both sides, mm-hmm. right? Like, I personally view when customers are spending money and time with me, well, not so much time, but money with me for my time, I've always framed it as, yes. like, that is a gift that they are giving to me and I am then giving them the gift of my time and attention and like my body or like, you know, 
sensuality yeah. or like whatever physical experience we're doing. But like that's how Absolutely. I've always framed it because I want to feel like I'm choosing to give this to them versus like them purchasing a service that I don't have control over. Like, oh, I have to because they want this. Which is, or I have to because they're which paying is what for it. that guy was doing, right? He was saying like, I don't understand why I can't make her give herself mm-hmm. to me. You're like, like, because well, I'm not a product. I'm a person. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like, I mean, for me anyways, it's been like a healthy way to walk away sometimes from what feels like, oh, this could be like money or whatever. And that like yeah. wasn't really like doing like serving me like it was not making me feel good, but also like a way for me to feel like I always am kind of in like a power position. And that yeah. like, you know, and then I help. I think it helps to having that mindset to feel gratitude because I do think, and this sounds so hippy dippy, which is not really like me too much, but like, I think that sometimes like I get tired of like seeing a lot of like the memes and the stuff in like popular culture, TikTok, whatever that's going around about like how all these dudes like owe us money and they should just be paying for all our shit and blah, blah, blah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's great. Women power all about it. Like girls rule, boys rule 100%. But I also think that it's like they are human beings and they work hard for their yes. money in the same way that when I go buy a coffee at like my local coffee shop, I don't want them to be like, that's right, bitch. You are going to give me that $7 for that latte. And I'm just like, oh, I mean, I am, but mean. <laughs> so I think like. No, I, I get you know, exactly what you're saying is like there has to be mutual respect for yes, the customer and, and, as well. Like even though yes. you are trying to get money from them, like if you're not treating them as as a human being who you're not just like, oh, I'm going to drain every penny. I don't care about them. They're just an object. Then like, mm-hmm. why are you expecting them to treat you any differently as just a service? No, I totally, exactly. I totally agree with yeah. that. And I, I want to totally approach that. it with as much gratitude as I can. Now, don't, don't, don't get make me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like my tip around, you're fucking giving me my $2. You're tipping me first yeah. because you're breathing and I'm breathing. And that might be rare for you that there's two breathing, like there's a breathing girl around you, but it's going to cost you two bucks. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's just funny. But if anybody has any stories that they want to share about customer breakups, send them to us, um, babesofalhalla at gmail.com. You can always DM us because we always love to share like listener stories. I think like part of season four kind of feels like we're going to try out this new format and see how it goes. Um, we still want to do more interviews and stuff like that. But I think that we've kind of realized, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've both kind of realized that like sometimes doing the interviews is really hard to align schedules and really, yes, like it's more stressful and like time consuming. And then we kind of feel like, like, I don't know, I think we like wig ourselves out about it. So we're still going to do some, but I think we're just going to like take the pressure off ourselves a little bit um, and see that. But anybody that wants to talk to us, anybody that wants to send us like stories, like we would love to share your stories anonymously or non-anonymously, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, so as you guys might have heard from our last season, we now have a Babes of Valhalla website, which means we also have Babes of Valhalla merchandise on our website that you can go find. Um, I got myself a nice stay nasty Babes of Valhalla coffee mug recently, and it's wonderful. It's so cute. But we've also taken some of our favorite pieces of art and put them on some shirts we have a little hoodie 
we have uh, a cup, please. If you want to support us, you can go to our Instagram, which is just Babes of Valhalla, and we have a link there to our uh, website, which is also just babesofvalhalla.com. And from there, you can find um, all of our episodes, our merchandise, and a new little section where if you'd like to submit any questions or stories, there's also a little tab that you can open up and send us a direct message. So please check it out. Very exciting. Yeah. And we just wanted to um, remind you guys if like the merch is not your style, but you still want to donate to the podcast, there's also like a link on our website to um, what's the platform called again? Ko-Fi. To, Ko- to Ko-Fi that you can also like just directly donate. And thank you. Shout out to Mike again, who donated again to Games of Valhalla. We super appreciate you. And we are very going much. to buy Charlie a new mic Yay. with that money. So thank Yay. you very much. Um, thank you so much. Until next time, stay nasty. Stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.